In the bonus room, Kevin talks about social media and how that has helped his career as a composer. We end by Kevin talking about how he wants to give back to society as a teacher. So you're getting your doctorate, and you already have a composition career that's that would be a great career for somebody in their 50s or 60s. So in addition to, to writing good music, you've also become just very popular as a composer. And you have an agent. How do you think this came about? I mean, obviously because of the music, but you know, you're still doing really, really well. I mean, did you have, have some people that helped push your music or has your agent helped a lot or advertising or do you do social media or? I think with me, the big thing that's happened over the years, I think has been through social media because that's essentially how a lot of people, uh, at least from what I've been told, that's how a lot of people have been discovering my music is through my social media, through my YouTube channel, which I've had, I mean, I've had that YouTube channel since 2011, and I've been on social media about the same time since 2011. And so essentially the piece, like the first piece that sort of took off was this piece I wrote for uh, for TCU, and it's called um, Dancing Fire. And it was a piece I wrote uh, for their wind ensemble. And we just put the recording on you know all those on my uh my socials my youtube channel i shared the video and then a few days later i started getting a bunch of emails from random directors <laughs> across the country about this piece because they had heard it because a bunch of people began to share it and you know so that was the first time that happened and then the really big thing that was crazy was when um Demandre shared that clip of the euphonium concerto right before the CBDNA where I met you. He shared this clip of him playing the last uh, like minute or so of the first movement. He captioned this caption still cracks in today. He's like, Kevin Day is trying to kill all euphonium players that attempt his concerto. <laughs> it is a hard piece. And I'm just it like, really, really I'm not trying to kill anybody, but he shared yeah. this <laughs> and that clip went viral like and within a matter of hours because a bunch of people shared it and you know now i think that thing is sitting at like 486 thousand views or something like that it's it's ridiculous so wow but it was something he, wow. he didn't tell me he was gonna do it he just he did it and then he tagged me in this and then i started getting all these messages from people so i feel like social media's had a big had a huge impact on you know, what's been happening as far as career stuff. Um, what I've learned recently, though, is I, I'm trying to actually take less time away from that because now I'm sort of getting like used to checking my phone every like two, three minutes. <laughs> like, OK, all right, let's check Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. All right, log off. I'll check it again two minutes, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. So this has been a problem, actually, that I'm, you know, I'm actually trying to take less time away from social media and maybe post like here and there. But essentially, like I've I've even considered leaving social media, um, especially after last year, just with everything that was going on then. And but I realized like, well, everyone I know is connected through that. So like if I just went away, then it's like, how would I still keep in contact with everyone? And it's. So that's been a thing I've had to, it's an ongoing thing with me. It's just like, I don't want to feel so um, connected to that. But essentially that's what's sort of been driving everything is because people have been sharing what's been out there. Yeah, yeah. And so you're on Facebook, YouTube, um, what else? Instagram? Uh, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, 
SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, so so trying to keep up with all that is 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 hard. And so mo- most of the let's say commissions uh, you get then are because of that, or do they come through your agent, or do you advertise at all, or is it just basically social media, which is free advertising? No, it's I am not advertising in anything people have just been reaching out to me through my website and um my agent is just there to help me figure out logistics so she's in charge of like help me figure out contracts and um you know for like appearances and all that stuff um but everyone's just been reaching out to me through my website or through social media so it's not like i'm i'm going out and <laughs> you know emailing people or cold calling people but it's essentially like people are are just reaching out to me because they heard a recording and they uh, they want to work, which is cool. Wow, that's that's really, really great. So this is another sort of uh, hypothetical, difficult question. Where would you like to be in 10 or 20 years as a composer? Oh, man. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a great question. I got to think about this. Um, Let me just say, in 10 years, you've written your at least your first opera, maybe several operas by that time. <laughs> well, okay, I'll say, so I'll split this into two paths. So like, academically and then personally sort of where I want to be 10 years. But, um, you know, academically, I would eventually want to be, um, you know, teaching composition um, or just teaching classes at like a university. So being a professor, that's like something I've always wanted to do and, you know, want to give back to to the community and to help out composers who are up and coming. And so that's always a passion I've had is, is I really want to, you know, give back and um, help, help the, the, the next generation of composers who are coming. And then, you, you know, at that time, hopefully um, I'd love to do more things in the orchestral world, in the, you know, the operatic world. Maybe I'm working on another opera <laughs> 10 years from now or something like that. And, and then personally, I think I just, I want to feel like, well, hopefully things get to the point where I can sort of uh, relax a little bit more <laughs> so where I don't feel like I'm like fl- like flying every weekend, but I can sort of take more time to, you know, to, um, to focus on my personal life, to focus on just being more in tune with myself and with with everything around me and just, just taking more time to be with, um, with people I care about too, because I want to spend more time with my family, with my friends. And, um, so hopefully by that time, I'll sort of be in a place where I can, you you know, have that time to be able to, um, to be with the people I care about too. So if you, if you made your living entirely from, let's say commissions, and and it was a very very comfortable living so you had absolutely no worries let's say independently wealthy you'd still want to teach so it would not be have yes. anything to do with yes with i still want okay. to teach even yeah. though that would take time away from your composition and so forth yeah okay okay good so would you also be interested in writing for films do you think if if you got called <laughs> Yeah, if if the opportunity ever presented itself, I'd love to do that. That was kind of like my childhood dream was I really wanted to, um, you know, be a film composer, as I think a lot of uh, composers wanted to and or or want to. I mean, I was inspired by the music of John Williams and uh, Star Wars and all that stuff. So if the opportunity ever came around, I, I, I mean, I love to um, to do that. Do you have other favorite film composers? Yeah, Michael Giacchino, um, uh, James Newton Howard, James Horner, 
Um, Lord, I'm trying to go back. <laughs> Those are like the main ones I can think of. And then um, I think now, as far as composers, now I'm loving, I, I love um, Alexandre Desplat, the composer of the movie Joker. I can't remember her name, but I mean, she just won like um, won a Grammy this year. I love her music as well as I've gotten into that and there's just a lot of cool things happening now for film so i i mean yeah if the opportunity ever came i would love to see sort of what what would i kind of uh contribute to that yeah so. and t also i mean these days tv also has been great with netflix yeah and, tv too and all of yeah. that. i mean they're doing a lot of films now on amazon and netflix and all of that so um yeah james newton howard was also um he was a pianist Maybe he still plays. I assume mm-hmm. he does. But he was pianist for Elton John um, fairly early on. I guess after about maybe five or six albums, something like that. So I, I, you've done this at least one album, right, as a jazz pianist? Yes, it's going to be done soon. Yes. I, and part of uh, the pandemic and, and everything has been trying to figure out how to get the players I'm working with in the same room at the same time and scheduling. And, but the album is going to be through hopefully by the end of this year. So that's, that's my goal. And then after that, yeah, I love to do more, um, more of those and not just maybe jazz records, but just maybe more with piano in general. Like um, I'm thinking I might do like a more contemporary uh, uh, classical, like new music kind of piano album next or, you know, more um, ambient music as well. or So, so we'll just kind of see. Mm-hmm. see. I, w- I would think over time also, I mean, you will have written um, a number of sonatas. You could do a sonata record where you were the pianist. That could be interesting too. That would be cool. I have not done a piano sonata yet. Um, no, I mean like, like a, let's say a horn sonata or, or something like that. Or vi- You said you have a violin sonata premiere coming up where you would be the pianist. Oh, yeah. But you have to make yeah. sure that you're, you write a playable piano part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It can't, it can't be like the, you can't be trying to kill the, the, the piano player. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, what yeah. are your thoughts? I mean, about about your life thus far? Yeah, I'm I'm um, extremely thankful just for you know where things are now, and I never ever saw my life kind of getting to be like this. I mean, so um, I'm I'm really thankful for the people who helped me not to give up on music. I'm, I'm extremely thankful to those people because there was a time in my undergrad where I was considering leaving music altogether um, because I got just really burned out with everything. And I'm glad I didn't make that choice. And I've had a lot of people who've been supporting me on this journey and uh, in its twists and turns. And um, I'm just, uh, you know, very, very, very grateful to have a support system through my family, my parents, my colleagues, my friends, my teachers, mentors, um, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing where all this leads, and um, I'm just uh, just riding the wave and seeing where it takes me. Boy, your parents must be incredibly proud of you, I would think. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they they uh, they've been supporting me since day one, and I'm super grateful for that. And when when you said you were getting burned out as an undergraduate, was that because you were composing until two o'clock in the morning? No, I. <laughs> That may have something to do with it. No, I think that, that was. I just, mean, that would that would burn me out. I I was just doing too many things. I had stretched myself entirely too thin as a 
um, as a player, because um, I was involved in a lot of ensembles and um, as well as school. And for a, for a little bit, I just thought, I'm like, where's all this going? Why am I doing all this? And I, I was because once again, I was on this path. I wanted to be a performer um, at first. I wanted to try to, you know, win auditions and. You know, I was working up all these etudes and everything, and I was just like, well, is this really where my life is going, or is is something else pulling me that direction? And composition was pulling on me, essentially. And I think that's kind of the best way to describe <laughs> this whole thing, because I was just, I just didn't know if I really wanted to, um, to be a performer. And so once I sort of made this choice to sort of lighten the load of what I was doing and then sort of shift gears toward composing. I feel like my life is a lot freer now, even though, yes, it's very busy, but I'm doing what I love to do. And I feel like I'm doing what I was meant to do. And I'm just very grateful for that. Yeah. I think that that's a great combination too, of what you love to do, but also what you feel that you're meant to do, you know, and maybe if, if, if you were struggling during that one period, it was because you sort of knew what you were meant to do, but they hadn't quite, realized it yet or gone forward with it yeah well kevin this has been great anything else you'd like to add uh no it's just really great to talk to you it's been great talking to you really inspiring talking to you yeah it's 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 really inspiring to talk to you and i mean i haven't seen you since that cbdna <laughs> we met so yeah I'm, I'm super glad that uh we got to uh, talk and be on this podcast and uh, uh for those who are listening if you want to check out what's happening um my uh my website is just kevindaymusic.com or you can find me at kevindaymusic for all the socials and just really appreciate this opportunity once again tony and we'll have we'll have uh, links at the bottom so they'll have your website and a few other links as well so yeah well thanks kevin it's been great talking to you good luck i hope you have a great performance uh, what in a day or two <laughs> yes. um, of your concerto <laughs> thank you so much and and of your violin sonata coming up and your many other new pieces. And good luck with the opera. When Thank it'll you. probably take what, a couple of years maybe to get it writ written? <laughs> a few or in years. Your case, maybe a couple of months. Yes. Yeah, well we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But uh do you do you know what uh, do you have a subject yet for it? Working on it now. Yes, I have a librettist, so I'm working with her. Oh and, great, uh, okay. We're looking through that concept now, but yeah, it's we, we got something we're uh, we're we're looking forward to bring to the table. So Okay. Sounds like you can't talk about it, so I won't <laughs> it, so. not yet. Soon. Soon I'll be able to talk okay. more. <laughs> okay. But but I'll I'll certainly I'm really looking forward to hearing it when it's when it's finished. Thank you so much, Tony. Okay, well, have a good day and um, and keep writing. Don't stop. But please go to bed before 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care.